1: podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share
2: honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships.
1: Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone
2: both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners, and nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk.
1: Hi, and welcome to our Best Of series.
2: We think you might like to listen to some of our most popular episodes. The new season of Sex Talk starts again on February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. Kind of appropriate. In the meantime, here's some vintage us. You talk a lot about how most women have their orgasms through oral sex, but I've had more than one girlfriend push me away when I try to go down on her. They say they just aren't into it. Is this true, or are there other reasons they aren't telling me?
1: Well, I... I think first up, if you do it once to a woman, if you give her oral sex once and then she pushes you away from there on, you've committed a technique sin. And there are three. Number one is too rough. Number two is too gentle, because if it's too gentle, it tickles. And number three is you're missing the spot, as in the clitoris. So, but these women are pushing you away before you even have a chance to demonstrate your ability. So I suspect you are dead right that there is more than, you know, just not liking it going on. Some people don't like oral sex. But most people do like oral sex so I think it's much more likely to be number one fears about smell women worry that they smell now a healthy vagina does not smell it has a slight smell slightly acidic smell but if your vagina does smell then it means that you need to go trotting off to the GP because it's not normal for a vagina to smell smell bad Um, We worry about the appearance of our genitals. This is a big deal for women. And I wish, I wish that everybody who has this would Google different shapes and, you know, different shapes of vagina or vulva. Just type that in and see what comes up. And you will see illustrations and photographs of non-normal, like quote, normal looking genitals, because everyone thinks that the outer lip, the inner lips have to be inside and the outer lips have to pull it up all nice and tight. This is not the norm. The vulva we think of as the norm is not the norm. So please sort of reassure yourself that our genitals are like noses. Everybody's got a different nose. They're not all the same. I also think, and I'm sure you agree with me, Kelsey, that having oral sex takes courage and vulnerability because you've got someone's face near the bit that you pee from. It's not a normal scenario, is it? It's like some women just find it
2: too intense and embarrassing, Yeah. I mean, let me tell you from a non sex therapist perspective, without any research, it's a big deal to do that for most women. And I knew, I know that I think most men really like it and they do get offended when you don't, but it takes a lot of courage. It takes you feeling like you are in the right mood, that you are feeling open, literally, that you are (laughs) relaxed. As you know, I believe in darkness especially mm-hmm. if you're starting this, don't do this in the afternoon or the morning light. This should be something where you can ease into it, most likely in the pitch black where you're not looking no. down.
1: All right. Now for her, pitch black's great if you feel subconscious. For him, if he's never done it before and doesn't know your vagina or vulva and needs to find where the clitoris is, he needs light. So there's got to be a compromise in there, Kelsey.
2: Yeah. And I also, and I don't want to, I, I have trouble talking about this in real life, but I don't know that the woman on her back, legs opened, is the best way to have oral sex. It just, the pressure and the way that that works, I think it's, I believe, and I, I hope my family's not listening to this, but I actually believe you should be sitting on their face as yep. opposed to laying down. I just think that's it's it's easier for you to control the pressure. It's easier for you to control what you're they're seeing, what you're seeing. So I can't believe I ever said that in real life, but I just did. And I think it's great. I sometimes wonder when I toggle between my grief podcast and this, if people get confused, you know, I told you, they feel like they're getting dementia. They
1: don't know what to expect. I have a brand issue but I'll tell you what else about oral sex is you have to be okay about receiving pleasure and some people find it really difficult sexually to not be reciprocating at exactly the same time or just about to they get very nervous when all the the spotlight's on them so you have to be good at receiving pressure and another thing about this some women don't like receiving oral sex because they know it means that they have to reciprocate and mm-hmm. lots of women have had bad issues with oral sex so they they worry that well if I don't want to do it to him I can't really let him do it to so, it yeah. could be any of
2: those reasons. I also think that you, if we could as women enjoy oral sex and not feel like you have to have an orgasm, like, could you not feel the pressure? Could you let a guy do that if you're okay with it and he's interested in it? And then say, after that's done, move into a position that you're more comfortable having an orgasm in. I think that would be. I think a lot of times when we get in that position, we think, oh my God, I have to have an orgasm or he's going to think I didn't. So then you start faking one because it's easiest to fake there because they're way far away from your head. So you just make the sounds and it's a whole thing we've learned from a young age. So I think if we could give ourselves a little grace and go, okay, we can do this and kind of feel it, but it doesn't have to be the final.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. The final position, the final position. And also, I mean, With this woman, or any woman really, yeah, he said several women. So I think if that happens and she won't let you give her oral sex, I don't think you pressure her at the start. But I think later on you can say, look, you know, I don't know why you don't like it, but can I just at least have one more try to do it to you? This is reminding me of another question that we got, which was about the Kivin method of oral sex. Do you remember the sideways one where instead of lying between her legs, he lies sideways? You might like that. Okay. It's quite an interesting way of doing it. So so imagine normally, you know, you're the one where you're lying back and he's between your legs or she's between your legs. Then um, if somebody lies from the side and they're perpendicular, no, they're parallel. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Perpendicular. Anyway, I've, I've obviously been talking about this a lot because somebody wrote in and they said, listen, you keep talking about the Kiven method, and but whenever I watch lesbian porn, they never seem to be enjoying it. And I'm like, sorry, porn is acting. Porn isn't real sex. Let's not pretend that porn is education. It is people acting. And it's a really good point because some women, when they orgasm, don't look like they're enjoying themselves. I think I'm one of them. I think my orgasm face is blank because I go really quiet, really still, really focused, really concentrate. So if he's looking at these women on lesbian porn who are acting... All porn is acting and they're not looking like they're enjoying it doesn't mean they're not enjoying it.
2: So there you go. Well, real quick before we move on. So the Kivan method, are you saying that you would basically some the guy would lay across your thigh and your stomach and come down from the top, like instead of between your legs? No, sort of to the side. So imagine you're lying on the bed yeah. and he literally is like that. I'm so useless at this. So like that. Coming oh, so, but so he's coming in over the side, going almost down pointing yeah. his head down. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Everyone try it, it. Yeah.
1: Try it and get back to it. it's. Do you know why it works as well? Because it hits one side of the clitoris exactly. more than the other. And women are nearly always more sensitive on one side. So try it from either side as well. It's just sideways oral sex,
2: oral sex sideways with you lying straight and them lying side on. Run in the sprinklers this summer and also try the Kevin method. Just mm. be free. Okay. Next question. i'm a 48 year old woman and have been happily married for 12 years but i am feeling destabilized i've made a new female friend and i am more than a little obsessed with her husband he is everything my husband isn't good looking successful sporty my husband's a lovely man but he doesn't tick off any of those boxes i'm now having sexual fantasies about this guy it's making me feel miserable and i'm starting to avoid having sex with my husband okay well you go first with this one well first of all you have to remember, anybody that you do not live with seems more attractive on many days. Anybody that you meet when you go out and they are on, they are doing their persona in the real world feels so new and exciting and hopeful. But I promise you, when you talk to your new female friend, she's going to be like, this guy drives me insane. <laughs> it's just something about some when it's not yours and it's new, there's so much hope but I would I would have a conversation with the new female friend and say, like, what is it about him that bugs you? And watch out when you hear because that might help. And you might just be looking for something to feel. You might you love your husband, it's been twelve years, and all of a sudden you felt something and it it's addicting because you are so happy to be alive and have an emotion that's not just annoyance.
1: <laughs> it's excitement, isn't it? I think when you fancy someone else. But I think that I think Don't give this too much power would be my advice to her because we've all fancied other people's partners. And it doesn't mean, just because you're in love doesn't mean you stop finding other people sexually attractive. And so I think this is just a crush in a phase. And I think, I mean, Steven Snyder, who's a great U.S. therapist, he says, during a happy marriage, people fall in love many times with other people. You just don't act on it. So I think well, I completely agree with you. I think the public and private face is very different. I also think that there's a negative flip side to every positive. And I, she thinks that this guy's great because he's sporty. Well, what about when he's never around because he's always playing sport or watching sport? You know, it won't be so great then. And I also agree that looking at, like, some men make great friends but terrible terrible partners and we've all got the husband who actually we were talking about this before weren't we Kelsey that flirts with people makes the girlfriends feel great always remembers them you know and, and all the girlfriends love him but it's not so great being married to that guy Exactly. also never underestimate lovely as a day-to-day term as a day-to-day personality trait to keep you happy on a just a day-to-day level at home, in your home, doing what most couples do 90% of the time, lovely is very, very important. It's far more important than sporty and successful and good looking. As for those fantasies, indulge guilt-free. This is what keeps marriages alive, is these fantasies about other people. Sleep with him in your head many, many, many times. Sleep with him in your head when you're with your husband in your bed. Because this is again, what keeps married sex going is that you're both, 85% of people who have done this. So both of you are having sex with each other, but you're thinking about the hot friend's
2: husband. No, the friend's
1: hot husband, the other way around. And he's probably thinking about Margot Robbie.
2: Yeah, no, I totally, you should be keeping him in your head. To find someone that turns you on when you're 48 is a gift. And your husband doesn't care what you're thinking about. He just wants to have good sex with you. So enjoy that you found a guy that turns you on And Mm. use that to help your marriage and your sex life at home get better and, you know, and enjoy it. This will pass. Something will happen with the friend that will pass and it will, you'll be fine. Enjoy it. Don't hate it. Don't try to push it away. Mm. what do you mean
1: finding someone that you found? I used to find everyone attractive. Honestly, I'm seriously can find something attractive about
2: every single person. That's why you're me. a sex coach. I, <laughs> I always look, I mean, unfortunately for me, other people's husbands do nothing for me because I'm like the last thing I barely wanted to sleep with my husband. The last thing I want to do is sleep <laughs> with someone else's sweaty husband. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I've never, I've never had that kind of like, oh, I like my friend's husband. I like look at my friend's husband's and I'm like, good luck, you know? And they looked at me the same way. So I haven't had that experience, but I know I know. like I did have crushes on people at work. I, mm. You have to be outside of your family group for me to find you attractive. Like I don't-
1: It probably means you're a very moral person, a very good friend and a moral yeah, person. Yeah, and
2: I don't ever want to screw up. Marriage is hard enough. I have no desire to ever, people are working really hard to make it. Mm. I think women should leave that alone. It's a lot of work. Yeah,
1: I think everybody should leave other people's relationships. I, I alone. really do. Yeah, uh, the biggest gift you can give yourself and other people around you is to not go out or, or you know, have anything to do with people sexually or romantically with people who aren't emotionally available. If they're not available, hands off. Got
2: it. All right, one more for this episode. Here we go. Oh God, <laughs> turn off the <laughs> turn off the the recording if my family's listening. Jesus. Okay. Can you tell me the difference between anal play and anal sex? I wish they would call it by something else because then I would be more interested in it. I hear about it all the time now, but I'm not even sure what anal play means. Okay. Guys, I have been introduced to this since my husband passed, and it is a thing. My girlfriends and I talk about it all the time. I cannot talk about it in person, but Tracy can. But this is something that every single girl I know right now is debating and every man is requesting. Right. Well, let's define the two
1: first. So anal sex usually means intercourse, which means being penetrated inside the rectum by either a penis or a dildo, okay? And that's a no for me. Just so you know everyone, that's a no for me. (laughs) Kelsey's not gonna be talked around on that one. Mm -mm. Anal play is sexual activity based around the rim of the anus, or inside the rectum. So now, why would you want to do this? Why is it such a big deal? Because It's a combination of forbidden with intense feelings because the rectum, believe it or not, is packed with loads and loads and loads of nerve endings, which I'm not quite sure why, because why would the rectum need to be? Like the vagina has to be. No, actually the vagina has most of the nerves in the first inch and it's not got that many as you go through because to deliver a baby would be just absolute agony, but not the rectum. The rectum is packed with it. So you can say all you like, but if you've never tried anal play, you don't, it's a very, very intense experience. Now, what most people do, they would do in this order. So they'd start by inserting a finger inside the rectum. So you'll always use lube because unlike the vagina, which self-lubricates, the rectum doesn't. So you must use lube with any type of anal play. You would usually rub it around the anus push it in a tiny little way and then wait for a second because the bottom is used to things coming out, not going in. And so those little um, sphincter rings can just go, what the hell is this? Get out. And so when you're a little bit in, it's like, I don't know what's happening. But when you, and it's like hurting, hurting, hurting. But when you push your finger all the way in, it stops hurting. So lots of people like go, no, 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 I don't like it. I don't like it because they haven't actually put the finger all the way in. So just a little household tip there. Finger must go all the way
2: in. Just so you all know, while I while this is being told, Tracy is doing this with her hand on the camera, two feet from me. <laughs> she has her finger. It's, it's a lot. And use this finger, the one that you
1: point with, to begin with, because it's small. And when you get it there, don't thrust in and out like you would in a vagina. Just keep it in there. Do little strokes or circles and see how you feel. Now, that's the first thing that most people experiment with. If you like this, anal play works best with other things. So... If you like the finger inserted, maybe the next time he gives you oral sex, he could insert a finger just before orgasm with lots of lube and warning. The other, you know, you could do it to him during intercourse if you can reach around. So it works best as a combination thing. And then the second step would usually be a butt plug, which I've talked about loads of times. These are little, no, you look like that. They're tiny, They are made of silicon. They look sort of triangular with a flared base because anything that's inserted into the rectum, you've got to have a base that stops it going any further, that it can't just go whipping up inside because the rectum is really strong. Those contractions are strong. And unlike the vagina, the rectum doesn't have an end. So if something disappears up there, like never use a tiny little bullet vibe or anything like that because you will never see it again and you'll be off to emergency department. So you've got to (laughs) use a if you're sticking anything inside, it's got to be an anal sex toy. Butt plugs, you just put inside and leave and they they just put pressure on those nerve endings and it can just make everything else feel intense, completely intense. If you like that, you could progress to anal beads, which look like big versions of pearl necklaces. You put them inside and then you pull them out just on the point of orgasm I don't like that feeling at all. And then you could go further and get a prostate massager, which is sex toys designed to internally stimulate him, which is very good for older men. Older men appreciate that because it makes for harder erections. And you could just make sure they've got a flared base. Now, if you want to go one step further, you could try rimming, which is licking the rim of the anus or inserting a stiff tongue. Now, um, Some people find this outrageously sexy, and other people would rather cut each finger off
2: with a saw than go. I mean, go. I think rimming's a little bit much for today, you know, in the <laughs> morning. I think rimming, I think we, we did, do we, your morning, my night. <laughs> did we have to go to rimming on this podcast? I think we were enough with just the pressure, which is the pressure. <laughs> oh
1: if you want to try rimming and you feel squeamish, put a bit of cling film or plus, you know, like glad wrap, what do you call it over there? Oh yeah, saran wrap. Plastic wrap wrap that you, saran wrap, over the opening. Um, And it's also, you've got to be warned with anal play, never put a finger from the anus inside the vagina. Just be very careful because there's lots of germs in there and you need to worry about STI. So don't do anal play or anal sex with anybody that you don't know is clear.
2: Listen to me right this second. Listen to me. That was (laughs) a lot about anal play. For all of you people who are wondering, listen to that again slowly. It's a lot. It's 8.30 in the morning here in California. So I will say I have experimented in that area, but very lightly. And Mm -hmm. I think it's something that you must go very slowly and with someone you deeply trust. The day I get saran wrap is the day (laughs) I want you all to know I retire from this podcast because I will be fully, once I do rimming or anal bead, just call it a day because I have fully transformed from the woman I was. (laughs) seven years ago i'm sending you some in the mail please do not my necklace. child i'll think it's a, a necklace for hawaii kids like, will be confused okay that's it for today right. that's probably enough for today yep. end with that let everybody do what they need to do um thank you guys great questions and we will see you next week bye
1: thanks for listening to sex talk if you'd like your question answered on the show send it to us at sextoppod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts.